Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast. This is Wrestling Wednesday. My guest today is going to be my college coach, Mr. Jody Thompson. Really great dude. He was a coach for a long time at Labette, where I went to school, and uh, can't wait to talk to him. So let's bring him in. What's up, buddy? Can you hear me? Yeah. Good to see you. Is that too loud? No, that that works good. The louder, the better. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, you're looking good. What's that white stuff? That's a that's a Cardinal Wrestling shirt. Oh, you mean this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit of gray. Yeah. <laughs> you you uh, we're both wearing Cardinal. Oh, you are. <laughs> I just happen to be having that on. So. Yeah. You know where the, you know where that the beast comes from? I don't. I bet. French food, the beast. Oh, okay. Yeah, so now you know about 100% more than uh, guys for all times. Very <laughs> few guys knew that, you know? Yeah. A French guy, a French trapper, came to this area, and he actually named the creek. He must have saw a bobcat or, or a, a mountain lion or something. Yeah. And he goes, the beast. La <laughs> <laughs> <Not> bet. <laughs> I like it. How long have you been uh, retired now from coaching? Well, well, actually, I went for a salary. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> you never step away. It's yeah, a, it's an addiction. Okay? Yeah. Um, Two thousand five—that's fifteen years. Oh wow! Gosh, has it been that long already? Yeah. Uh, tell me. Yeah. About it. You know, it's um, I, and I went back and did coach. I coached. Um, uh, our local high school for three years, uh, trying to get them, and but they put me out in with the alternative school, so I wasn't able to get contact, <laughs> and uh, with the normal, with normal, with the normal kids. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, my teams were really bad, and um, uh, as a story, this is a good story. You'll you'll find it funny. Uh, Everybody in the conference here is my guys, okay, and including most of the referees, okay. <laughs> and so I got my bottom beat all time. Our team was horrible, and then I had—I don't know if you, uh, the Shunu coach, uh, Andy, uh, called me up uh, in in the middle of that in the summertime. He said. Uh, we're running a clinic over there and I a camp and, and we'd like to I, I'd like to offer you to come over. Yeah. And I said, Dad, so I've I've kind of stepped back from um showing skills and stuff. And he goes, Oh, I didn't want you to show skills. I thought you might come over and learn something. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, You little <laughs> you little worm, I get a hold of you, chubby bubba. Did you know uh did you know him? And he uh, he's, he won state Chinook uh, 4A this last year. Oh, no, I, I don't know who he is. But, um, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this a few minutes, a little while ago, or maybe it was last night. But in the state finals my senior year, I got taken down right off the bat. And I hadn't given up very many takedowns. And I got taken down with a shuck sweep. And I found out years later that, that the guy wrestled in the finals was a teammate of Joel Bailey. And that has oh. to have been who taught him that move. And he took me down right off the bat in the state finals. He had never taken me down. 
And yeah. uh, I found out years later that it was my college coach who ultimately taught him that move. <laughs> well, everybody, I tell you what, I always had trouble with guys uh, when they were here. They they wouldn't do it. But what they would do back, you remember, uh, were they still doing the alumni comeback when you were here? Yeah, I yeah. did it a couple times. Well, yeah, so they come back and ship, or when they meet them in out uh, at four-year school, they would shuck sweet butts. I go, why didn't you use that when you were here with me? Because is that uh, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to stop. Yeah, and it's hard to figure out what what, what it does. Yeah. And I'll, I'll I'll tell you another quick story. When I, at the national tournament, my junior year, I met the kid from Hawaii. I, uh, I, I don't even know the name of the college there, and I shuck swept him and. Uh, Really worked him over with a shuck sweet. Yeah. And he, afterwards, he came in and said, Hey, um, what is that thing? And so, I mean, so I actually took him and showed him, you know, I, I was already learning to coach. So, and that was, he was the very first guy I drew that year. And then the next year back, he was the very first I got again. And he took me down with my own shuck and sweet. No kidding. Sweet. He took me down with it. And I said, Okay, then we're, now we're going to have to. <laughs> I won it. I won. I'll be but first one out of right out of the thing, man. Yeah. And, and I, he snaked me really. So. Did you? Uh, how old were you when you started wrestling? Did you have uh, any influences in your family? Where was that a? Why did you start? Did somebody inspire you? Yeah, one of my grandfathers that did some wrestling. Uh, okay. I didn't start. I started. Uh, uh, I think it was sixth grade. We had a boys club. And they did boxing. They did other things. They did boxing and wrestling. And then we traveled. We, we loaded up and went all the way into Arkansas, Fort Gibson, I think. And because I, you know, I was young then. And uh, uh, we we wrestled. And then after that, I didn't do anything until uh, I I got a hernia and saw my my eighth grade year. And then so I went out as a freshman. And so I, I, you know, and I was on a really top-notch team. Yeah. In fact, my wrestling coach in Duncan, Oklahoma is where I'm from. It's right down on the Red River. Okay. My coach was from Topeka. I did not, I didn't know that until I came up uh, in Topeka and, and was walking the halls of uh, Topeka High. And here's what he, where he was. And he was, um, he was an outstanding athlete. He was state champion, heavyweight, and... All state football, big guy. Yeah. yeah. So, did, did I answer that? Did I go yeah. off no. trail there? Or no, not at all. How How did you do in high school in Oklahoma? I know that's a really tough. I tell you, yeah, I didn't do well. I mean, I wrestled. I won a lot of matches, but I didn't ever close it down. And in fact, my very last match in high school, I got pinned, and I by a guy that I had beaten a couple of times from Norman, Norman, Oklahoma. Okay. OU. Boom soon. But anyway, um, I I was running a bar, a bar, and you know, we it's an old fashioned. You got a hand around the waist and you got your head and they call we call it the head lever when yeah. we did it because the lever and you pop so it, when I did it, I, I don't know how how it happened. Uh, but he, he stepped over the top of me instead of me going, instead of me, you know, reaching and taking him and um and uh, I got stuck, so I didn't qualify for state. And I, I think my I was like, uh, I think I was 
29 and 2 because he, he beat me. I've lost one match to a, a, a Midwest City kid named Ron Gerard, and uh, um, and I beat him a couple, a couple times too. But but anyway, yeah. So I didn't. So I was I was a hungry guy, man. And uh, coming out, I I knew I could do better. Uh, and then uh, I walked twice into schools that uh, actually made me what I was later. Yeah. But I could make a team. I, my freshman year, I went to Lamar Junior College. Okay. In, and that's in Colorado, Lamar, Colorado. And it, and it was like, you know how, well, I don't know if you've been back and seen the campus. Our campus is looking pretty good now, but it, back when the very first, it was just two buildings. Yeah. Well, uh, Lamar, Colorado was the same way. But they they won five national championships wow. in a row, and and that was up. Um, and then and then the year I was there, everybody was all American. Everybody in line. If I I I wrestled one twenty three, uh, and then I went one thirty, and then I went thirty seven, and that's the only three times I got to make it because somebody in that thing was. I challenged every single guy up to one hundred fifty eight pounds, <laughs> and I and uh, but. Here's here's what the big the big thing is. I we all we went to scrimmage over at Adam State, and uh, Adam State is it's it's the same size now as the twenty eight hundred undergrads. Okay, went over there and I wrestled three guys and I beat all three of them. So I said I'm going to transfer out of this place and I'm going to Adam State. However. I didn't wrestle the right guy because the, they had a two-time national champion at 137 pounds. And he won the third one right over the top of me. <laughs> so, I, so I wrestled uh, my sophomore year. I was pretty much, I had a good record. It was like high school almost. Uh, I think it was 28-4. But, uh, and they stuck me in there some varsity times, you know, at heavier weights. I did better at heavier weights, um, and then there was a big. Um, I qualified for the Olympic trials, final Olympic trials, my sophomore year, and I went out there and wrestled. And they did, we got uh, got to be at the Olympic camp. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you that the single thing there's a guy named uh, Bobby Douglas. Oh yeah. Uh, Bobby, that's my first, first, it's luck of the Thompsons. So I drained right off the bat, okay? And I cut, I, I, I qualified at a 156 and a half. And so I cut down to 138 and a half and walked right into that monster. Yeah. And then his next victim was a guy that you probably know too, named Dan Gable. Oh, wow. So, yes, he beat he, he, me. And then he went out there and walked all over Gable. No kidding. Bobby was really good, but he, somehow he choked when he go to international. Uh, anyway, that can't, that Olympic can't changed everything. Next year, I I uh, I went all American the last two years, and uh, um, I was looking through a lot of hard work. Yeah. Uh, my son Chaz, who was going to help me get hooked up. I said, I, I don't want to tell him. Uh, <laughs> he's a natural. 
he, he, I've seen, he, he'll see somebody do a move over there on the next mat, and he'll do it and get it. Me, I'd have to practice it 30 times, 50 times. Yeah. To do that, you know, I was not a, I was not a, a natural. What I, what I, my, what I, what my philosophy was, I was in the best damn shape you ever saw. Yeah. I never, I never took any, even alcohol, and I ran and I cut weight, and uh, uh, in the third period, I owned you. And in yeah. fact, that same, uh, my college coach, he sees me every time he sees me, he goes, "Why in the hell did you just go out there and beat the guy?" In the first period, because I, I was a slow starter, I guess, but I always came back, and and uh, uh, even when I lost, I came back. Yeah, if I, was, if, I, if I lost a match. Yeah, it's tough to beat a guy when you're tired. You know, like I think it was Jay Robinson that said, "Fear makes cowards of us all," and no, no truer thing has ever been said. There, there's nothing worse than than being in the third period with somebody who's just getting warmed up and you're wanting Hammer, to just, yeah. Yeah. Hammer, yeah. yeah. I, and I had, I had, um, uh, I had uh, one of the guys that I wrestled and lost to, uh, because back then the matches were eight minutes, but the uh, consolations were six and it just wasn't enough time. And he goes, he told me afterwards, he, he was from Lock Haven and he came and he actually came to see me and said, I am so glad that it was only six minutes. He said, because I scored on him a bunch right there toward the end, and he and and you know, and so that pumped me up. And that actually, you know, when people talk to you like that, you're going, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I think, I think conditioning affects you. You know, when you're tired, you're weaker than you should be. You don't move as quick, and your skills drop down to zero. Yeah. And that's what I like about it, though. That that kind of kept me in the hunt. And then after college, I, I went on and tried to qualify again, but my weight went up. So I, I qualified at fifty-six and a half. And the next time I went, I took and I took second in the in the regional tournaments. But it, my last one was one hundred eighty-five and a half pounds, and I really? got beat. I got hammered um, in the final. By guys a six three, and he, and he just he snaked me, uh, and, and don't you ever tell anybody. Oh, I'm guess I'm telling everybody, right? Um, <laughs> I got beat thirty one to seven. Oh wow! Yes, and, and there's no there's no they didn't have and there's nine minute matches. Yeah. Uh, and and it was I he just reached out and did leg snatches on me, I and it was just horrible. However, however. That seven points, I scored in the third period. Oh, nice! So, <laughs> and the guy was—I I mean, I don't know if you, you know a guy named Gary Blosser. Uh, I know the name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's well, he's—he was. Um, Is that John's dad? He, he. What's that? Is that John Blosser's dad? You know, do you know? Oh. Who, do you know who John Blosser is? Kid from Santa Fe Trail. He's not a kid yeah. anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John Blosser. Yeah, was that's, that? That's his son. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so um, um, he was there in the corner with me, and uh, he was, you know, they do take the towel, they're flapping it, flapping it, and, it, and here's what he says to me, he says, where's all those fancy moves you're always showing me? Because <laughs> 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 no, I didn't laugh at that time, but I did afterwards. <laughs> I, was, I was hammered. I mean, he was just like, I, 
I couldn't even touch this guy. Yeah. That was in way out of the weight class. I should have cut down. I, my, I should have been right around 150 pounds. Yeah, you're not you're not a super tall guy, so you must have been pretty freaking stout to weigh that much. <laughs> do you want to weigh now? <laughs> no. What do you weigh? Two thirty. Really? You yeah. look you look good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have it's mostly in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> really, I tell you. I, I, <laughs> It's uh, don't you and when you, if you see me, don't look go around and look at my butt because okay, that's weird. Okay, right? oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you say the toughest guy you ever wrestled was? Well, well, it'd be Bobby Douglas. Actually, I wrestled some. I, I, I beat, I beat uh, other countries like Ecuador. <laughs> Ecuador, I owned in. Uh, Bobby Douglas, that at the end of the first period, it, and it was the periods were three, three, three. At the end of the first period, I was I was four zero. I mean, it's four zero him. Yeah, that's one point takedowns. So <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, I worked. I worked out. I never wrestled Gable. We were the same age. We were. He was. He was at the camp. He took. He ended up taking six and qualified for the camp. And uh, I, I don't think anybody that I've faced, um, I did at the Olympic camp, I beat the uh, uh, 126 pounder, um, no, that's not 20, 123 and a half pounder, uh, daily. Yeah, I mean, he was, and, and this is a guy who went and took second. A silver medal in the Olympics. Wow! So that's that's my best thing. And he was he was a he was an arrogant guy, um, and so and he he, and he always wanted to showboat. So the first time he asked me to do it, uh, I was going. Like, what what happened was they set up. They got the Greco guys in the freestyle, and they went had a Greco match to kind of freshen up. Okay. And at the same time. He didn't want to wrestle him, so he wanted to wrestle me. And so, <laughs> as he did, and I, I clipped him good. So I feel, I feel better, but I wouldn't brag about that except he took second. Yeah, well, that's worth bragging about, Coach. Yeah, um, yeah. How many how many teams did you coach? How many years? 20-something, right? I, I coached from, uh, from 1970. Uh, my first three years was... Uh, pick a seaman. Okay. Right? And I wasn't head. The head coach was a guy named Don Hoke, and he'd never wrestled a day in his life. So, he, but he taught me how to be a good coach. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I was a good coach. Being a good coach and being a tactician or, you know, I mean, some of the Olympic guys, they don't make good coaches because they can't understand, bring, they can't bring kids up to a level, right? Yeah. Uh, so I and I at the first I was just going because he because he was kind of corny and he was the you know he was I thought he was an old man he was thirty five when I got there so that's not very old and, but um, uh, so I did that and then um, I ended up, I went down to Columbus and moved to Columbus and we uh, we had some good good kids there and wrestled and I how I ended up at Labette was. I threw a camp over 
and Parsons. Okay. Right? And, and for the wrestling coach, it, who was like, he didn't, he was a football coach, and he, he barely knew anything about wrestling. So he brought me in, and then there was a guy there, and he had four sons, and they all wrestled. And he got to be, uh, LCC dropped all their sports in 1970. Oh, wow. So in 75, by the time that five-year period, they found that the campus is dead, you know, there was nothing going on. And um, so they brought me in, and he was on the committee. If he hadn't been on the committee, they had hired somebody else. Yeah. They, would, they wouldn't think about starting a wrestling program. However, uh, I ended up being, so I was a uh, wrestling coach, athletic director, assistant baseball, head tennis, head wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> and so we did it, and it did. from that it just came, it just kind of kept going on, you know. And, and I did a lot of coaching in the summer and with the Southern Plains, uh, Northern we were Northern Plains first, and Southern Plains, and then, <clears throat> and then going to juniors out there. But, what would you, what would you say the best team you ever had was? Boy, that's hard, because you know. That's that's tough. I, early on, early on, I had uh, Kendall Hirschberger, um, Brett Means, Tony Sherburn. I had a, my first year we went two and six. Okay. And we <coughs> we won two bills. We went to Haskell Indian College uh, Sciences. Excuse me. All good. Okay, I mowed. I went and mowed today. Uh, the, um, we started off three years. Uh, there was a, there was a Oklahoma had four JUCOs at one time. Okay, Claremore JUCO, and they came up and beat us. And they beat us that first year and just bang. I didn't. I have. I only had eleven guys in the team because I they did it in July, so I didn't have a time to recruit. <clears throat> and I told the guys, I said, nobody's going to laugh at us ever again. Nobody. And um, so two years later, we, we hammered them. And uh, so I had a really good team. Uh, but I would also say <coughs> that the year that Joey Renfro and that crew, yeah, they were really good. You know, for some reason, the highest, we placed seven, five times, six times. And you got six, there's six places all we get. So we, we never did that. But I tell you what, we went to returning national champions almost every year in the dual meet. Really? We faced them in the dual meet, we beat them. And I'm bragging, but if you look at the dual, most dual meets wins, I'm only 10 below uh, Ben Gable. <laughs> oh wow! Nice. Number, he's number thirty. I was number. Last time I looked, number forty. Awesome. That, you know, you got to. So you may. I may even go down more or, or go up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we had great dual meet teams. Yeah. One of the teams you were at, on. That was a good team. Yeah. That was, that was really good team. Now, Joe, when Joey took over, you know, you, you remember Joey? Oh you? yeah, sure. Joey. Uh, Joey did, I mean, I, I think we wrestled too many matches. 
Because I had guys that had, that had like 52 and 5. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think it kind of burned out. Because um, the JUCO, they did not require. Now, now they got uh, had 20, 23 events. Okay. Okay. And back then, you just go. So I we just went. Yeah. But uh, uh, I've had several teams. It's hard to pick. Yeah. Well, I know you've I know you've coached a lot of great wrestlers too. But if you had to pick one, who do you think was the best guy you ever coached? In the in the uh, Callum McNeil. Really. You know Callum? I don't. He's he's a. Uh, he represented the UK. He's from Scotland. Okay. He represented the UK in is it 92 or 96 Olympics. And he beat Townsend Saunders, who is was US to qualify there. Uh, and he uh, basically, I mean, he, he you know, he's European champion and all this stuff. And he's I mean, he wouldn't leave, but now his son, he's got his son is right now, uh, they live in Canada. He went up to Canada to finish up. Okay. And he got to wrestle four years instead of, you know, if you transferred from a bet to Oklahoma State, you, you'd only have two years. Well, yeah. It doesn't matter in Canada. So anyway, he was up there and um, they live up there, but their sons compete here in the, in the United States. And his son is. Oh, yeah. He's the number one 145-pounder in the country. Okay. You know, he only weighs 142. <laughs> in, in in the United States, he's number five? Or in Canada? Pardon? In the United States, he's number five or in Canada? Uh, he's number... At 145 pounds, he's number one in the United States. Oh, wow. He wrestles for... Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. Wyoming Seminary. Yeah. Okay. They won the Pratt Nationals this year. And yeah. he has a younger brother who's almost as good. And so, you know, and uh, so I got to give it to him. But Mark Gurney is one of the best. Uh, you, you, he was before your time. Yeah, I don't Mark know. Mark Gurney. He was a beast. Um, of course, there's you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't think your record though. I got I got all the records and hey, you had a you you know what your record was? Uh I don't I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> yes, you, you had a winning record. You have a winning record. Yeah. Uh, I think it was eleven and seven. Yeah. Well, um yeah, I was gonna talk to you a little bit about that towards the end of my of, of the podcast, my okay. my career, but um um uh, do you have a do you have a specific memory of coaching that that stands out as your best memory? Oh, okay. A lot of I'm going through negative negative ones because you know they that's impact. You, it, I always tell people I remember my losses much more than my wins. And as a wrestling coach, when I talk to kids, like when you when you step out on the mat. You got beat, I got beat too, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't prepare you, I didn't give you advice. Uh, one of them was, uh, it's a, reaching from the dead, the emphasis was 
we had a young man from Chicago, and I uh, and he, he I had some issues with him because he argued with about everything. But he went out on the mat and wrestled Pat Smith, four-time All-American, four-time national champion. Yeah. And whipped him all over the place um, because he didn't know who Pat was, was. Yeah. And Pat was thinking that Pat, you know, I could see he, he was thinking he was all cocky. I mean, I'll come and stay for my guys, you know. And um, so that was a good one. Another one is... Uh, I had a JV kid that I took um, with us to go to to go to um, ah, uh, Illinois. God, I can't think of his name. Uh, okay, we, we wrestled a team, and he's quiet, he's tall, and he's real skinny, and he just beat the crap out of the guy that took. Second twice, <laughs> and then, uh, he, I mean, he torqued and the guy cheap shot him, hit him in the back of the head when he double legged him, and then he just all he did, was, and then the, he just wrestled like it was nothing. And I just I always felt like that that you know boistered my confidence, and I was so proud of him. Yeah, because uh, he was he wasn't a starter. Uh, Once he did go sixteen and over the year. But the guy in front of him was all American, so okay. and he got was out, and so he, just to do that, just to to have that kid step on the mat, and one thing about it is, is that his his dad coached my two sons oh, wow. in high school, huh? And I I coached his dad back in the day, yeah, and him, so. We're looking to maybe find out a way to have one of his kids come, <laughs> come wrestle for one of my sons. Would that be nifty? All that interaction? Yeah, maybe? yeah. No, that's part of what I love about wrestling is how small of a world it really is. You know, when you yes. when you get down to it. Um, I know that you also part of what probably stunk for you is that you the national tournament for JUCO was always the same weekend as high school state. And you right. usually had to miss your your boys at high school state. Did you ever get to see any of them wrestle at high school state? Never once. Not once. Well, videos. Yeah, I'd I'd drive back, I'd get back, and you know we, we'd get back and that uh, be it'd be three thirty in the morning, and I'd get there, and and, and so uh, I had my wife or somebody going along to tape it. Yeah, and I would watch those, not knowing. Plus, I didn't even know. I didn't. Not only did I get to work, you know. But I didn't know how they did, you know, and uh, because uh, you know, <clears throat> cell phones are, are a modern thing. Had they had cell phones, I'd, it would be great. But back then, it was all, you know, it was just uh, landlines and and yeah. But and and you know, so most of the time, I was pretty pleased. Yeah, with, with what happened? But some, so you know. so did you say you would wait until you got home to watch the tapes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would get, I would hit the house, you know, put my stuff oh, down, lock the front door, and sit down in front of the TV, put put the VCR tapes in there and watch, and you know they'd see you see match by match, and sometimes people would tell me saying 
this is the third match. This guy won it last year or whatever. And, um, for me. And so I would know. And then, because um, they, they both place multiple, you know, but um, I, I, I would get so pissed off if I, <laughs> if I thought they got, Taz got screwed bad uh, his junior year okay. at, uh, at the state tournament. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's a locked hands thing. And what happened was, if you're if you're making an attempt, the rules say if you're making an attempt, and he was picking the guy up and trying to get him down, the guy like a guy was like a gymnast. He kept back on his feet, so he got penalized uh, twice. Yeah. For yeah, Chaz was a lot smaller than me, and he was a couple of years behind me. But Joel was on a couple of my teams, and and the, when I was a freshman, he came into practice. And we we wrestled in, and I remember thinking, ah, he's, he's a high school kid. He's bigger than me, but he's a high school kid. It shouldn't be. And he pick, ankle picked me right off the bat. I mean, Joel was tougher than Joel was tougher than crap. He really was. And uh, so, and they were both completely different. Chaz is built like you, and Joel is like over six feet tall, and and he knew how to use it, man. That was the biggest. I hated wrestling super tall guys that knew how to use it. That was my biggest uh, kryptonite, was wrestling somebody, who, especially if they threw them legs in. Man, <laughs> I was just going to sit down there for a while. I w- they couldn't turn me, but they would wrench up, wrench on my neck so hard. I mean, I just feel like, ah. <laughs> yeah. You can feel it. You can feel it right now. Because I, I know what you're talking about. I, Chaz is a lot like me in the fact that I can change directions real well. And the guy put the legs in on me. We, on my college team, we had a, a two-time uh, runner-up. I think he won it the year after I left. He was younger. Who, who's a legger? And I mean, he, you know, uh, so I, I, we beat him up every day <laughs> because and Chaz, if you put the legs on, he'll stick it. So yeah. Opinion. You do not want to put the legs in. Uh, but it can be like uh, I had another kid. Uh, Who's super? He's back. Uh, he's got he's got several moves named after him. Yeah. But if you put the legs in on him, he just froze up. It was like a statue. You know, the referee's going. He's not on the ground. He's just froze up like this. And uh, and that yeah, that's kind of scary. Uh, Joel, that was his go-to shot. He, yeah. He he snapped that that he hooked your heel that shot low. And, yeah. Snatched it, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose that's what it was. Yeah. He was. He yeah. was. He, you know that. Uh, you know he's six, two, and he has. I have a grandson that's six seven. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, when I hug him, my head's running on his stomach, about where his belly buttons. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're about to say you're a little taller than you, you, aren't you? I'm about. Yeah, I'm about. I'm five seven if I have the right shoes on. <laughs> right, I'm five six with the right shoes on. So I knew it. And, and, and Jim, how tall is Jim? Uh, he's a little taller than me. He's probably about five eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother was really tough. Um, I don't know if you remember, but when he walked on to to your team, he hadn't wrestled. He hadn't stepped on a mat in five years, and he was able to compete with those guys. He gave Joey Renfro a hell of a time uh, when they would practice. And uh, in the takedown tournament, they had a real tough time. I mean, 
Jim was just tough. Um, he, placed, he placed, I think, in the didn't he place in the takedown tournament? Yeah, he? yeah, he 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 did pretty well, and he he was just if if things would have been different for my brother, there's no telling how how good he would have been. But I, I was I've always been so impressed. I know that if I would have taken five years off, uh, there's no way I could have walked onto a college team and done well, and, and he did. I think his last full season, without getting into all his all the things that happened, his last full wrestling season was like eighth grade, and uh, yeah, so Jimmy could scrap, and and it's just a shame that that things weren't a little different. But do you any of your grandkids uh, wrestle? Uh, My daughter Erin. Okay, uh, she's about your age. I think so. She uh, has uh, Maximo, and he wrestles and. I, right now, Chaz is and his whole family's here, um, and uh, he, both his two are going to wrestle. Yeah. I, <laughs> my my six seven one, he wrestled at first. He wrestled for two years, but he he had anger issues. He took second, threw his medal in the trash can. <laughs> you know, I'm going. What he's acting like this now when he's seven years old? Yeah. Because um, he was always tall and. and he wrestled heavyweights, so he. Uh, but uh, in a heavyweight weight class, he yeah. was taller than them, but they were wider than them. So, but he eventually, I mean, he's, he's a great basketball he's, and football and yeah. baseball. What's and, different? What's different? What's different about being a father versus being a grandfather? There's a lot of differences. Yeah. Um, you know, I told we got them here now, and I told my I told my wife I said I don't want to, I don't mind being around I don't want to babysit them though because babysit them you have to correct them you yeah. have to get on to them yeah and I don't want them to see me like that yeah of course that it's too late for them because I've already I've already you know you do that and you're going to get I'm going to drag you around like <laughs> like a baby blind cub uh, uh, in fact Chaz is oldest son he's five now and turned five uh, his name is cub oh nice <laughs> i like uh, that but, it, but uh uh i think look you probably know this too the wrestling is the only sport blessed by god it's in the bible it's in there and one of the, the 12 tribes of israel Right, you know about them. They some of them were the Levites. They were the uh, ministers. They had each one. Uh, they would do all the priests and do something. And they have one called Netali. And Netali is Aomeric, uh, Aomeric, or I'm getting saying that wrong. Uh, Aramaic. Aramaic, yeah. Um, or in wrestling. Okay. And what they were, they were like the national guard of for the Israel. Okay. And so they were always ready, and they, so they, you know, they they would uh, train and do everything for it. So that's the one. They call them, they come running, and so it's in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember the story about Jacob wrestling with uh, wrestling with God and all that, and and uh, it, it's a really cool uh, story in the Bible that I always remembered and. And, uh, so yeah, it's, wrestling is, uh, you know, my biggest regret about my, my college career, and I'll, I'll go ahead and admit this to you now, 20 something years later, and, but I, I owe you an apology. 
I, I don't... I do. Uh, you gave me a scholarship, and I... I didn't live up to my end of the bargain. I didn't wrestle near as well as I could have. Part of it was I was a head case a little bit, but I also never let myself get in the proper shape. Um, my sophomore year, I got hurt a lot, and then I was supposed to be the guy at regionals, and uh, I ended up getting chicken pox. But, you know... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I, I've always felt bad about it because... I I I would I'm curious about how good I could have gotten, you know, if I would have been if I would have done things a little different. And when you're younger, you know, you don't think about the fact that like you gave me a scholarship and I I, I owed you something that I I don't feel like I ever delivered on it. You know, I I don't think I ever even got close to my potential. And um, anyway, I, I just I now 45, you know, that I'm 45, I, I feel bad about it. You know, like, like I, I wish I would have seen how good I could have gotten, and I wish I would have done things differently, and, and, uh, anyway, I, you know, like, I learned a lot of good things, though, at LeBed, and I, I, I beat some good guys in open tournaments and all that, but I, I never, I never did what I, what I could have and what I should have, and, uh, and I, I regret it, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I owe you an apology. Uh, no, you don't, you don't, you know, because, uh, because, I know that you, 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 you are a messenger. Uh, you're right here, just right now. You were talking about wrestling and stuff, and I see a lot of your uh, on online. It, when you present it, it's kind of like kind of like biblical when they say Jesus says, uh, "If you if you testify for me, if you witness for me," and you, you've done that, and and you were there. You, um, it, it, everybody could. Well, you you're, you're kids. I mean, it's like. Uh, I've been there. I mean, I, I, I got to tell them, I had to walk on twice. So I understand uh, uh, how it feels. And I tell the guys, I try to tell them, like, when, you, when I bring you into the office, I say, hey, this, this is Juco, but this is, this, there's some pretty good guys here. And, uh, and you're going to have to scrap every day. And, and it is the mental part. And uh, let me tell you a story. And, and, I almost, um, I almost left Adam State. Now Adam State was a they. They in fact they took fifth one year in Division One. They were NEI school, but we had all these California guys come in. I was the only Okie, and they uh, uh, they owned we uh, we beat OU. We we beat Missouri. We handled them. Yeah. So when I found that out, I was going to transfer because I got this guy beating me. Uh, I had been cut down to one thirty, and here's here's the story. I I could not be the same guy that beat me in JUCO followed me there. So I had one hundred thirty pounds. So I told you about the one hundred thirty seven pounder. I didn't tell you that I brought down to one hundred thirty. Okay, and he, uh, I couldn't beat him. One point, oh, he beat me one point every single time. Yeah. So after then, I go up to the Olympic camp thing, and then we came back and we wrestled in in front of the we had big crowds. Uh, Adam State was powerhouse, and they people came to see. So we inter squad, you know, challenges. So uh, and what happened was this kid. His name is Carlos Fontanez. Okay, I've heard that name. 
Yeah, Carlos Fontanez knocked me out. And he, I stood up and he um, salted me right to my head. Oh, wow. And I got knocked out. And when I came to, I was on the bench. And I said, who was it? And they, and they said, Bob Bashline. I go, Bob Bashline beat me? He said, no, you wrestled Carlos. Dummy. Like that. And I said, well, did he beat me? He goes, no, he beat him. You mean 11 to 3. I got knocked out. See what happens? It looked sub, subconsciously, I had, I had freedom. I, so I, and that's how I made the team. Yeah. And so he had to, now he had to drop down to 123. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, I laughed a lot because he was a jerk. He was a jerk. <laughs> and, and oh, I tell you what, this is how big a jerk he is. You remember when there were uh, Mike. Uh, oh, God. Uh, boxer Michael. Um, oh, any bit Hall of Fame? Oh, uh, even Mike Tyson. Uh, Michael, huh? Mike Tyson. Yeah. Well, they sent Michael to uh, to a psychiatrist, and they had to okay. They really they did some consolation and stuff, and he got approved, right? He was back, and, and it was really quick. Everybody goes, well. You know, they and uh, the guy that they that okayed him to go back is Carlos Fontanez. Oh, yeah, he was a he was a psychiatrist there in Denver, <laughs> and so he went there. And that's the kind of thing uh, where everybody should everybody that's on that team just shake their heads, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, how'd that happen? Yeah, because Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> so now. I got off of that thing on yours. You you don't need um, you don't need to worry about anything. You you gave you came there, and plus I enjoyed having you. I mean, you know, it wasn't like I didn't see. I just I saw you uh, work pretty hard. Uh, I mean, of all the things, I don't think you need to apologize for anything. Well, and you just uh, and you're still part of it. Yeah. Right. We're talking wrestling now. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate that. I just, you know, I, you know, it's one of those things where you, it's like that saying, "Youth is wasted on the young," and you don't realize that what that means until you get older and you start figuring some things out. But then your body doesn't work the way it, it, it used to. Things just start hurting for no reason. And now I understand what the heck that means. And I'm like, damn it, you know, because my biggest thing was I, I was. I was just a head case. Like, if I didn't know who you were, I could yeah. wrestle with just about anybody. But if you told me what he did or whatever, I, I wasn't the same guy. And, you know, if my son wants to wrestle, I'm just going to tell him I love him no matter what and go out there and get as good as you can. And that's all I want you to do is try hard and have fun. And, and all that winning stuff will take care of itself. But, yeah, yeah winning was so important to me that I, it got in the way of how good I could wrestle sometimes. Um, but you know, it's I, like, like team wise, or in my personal opinion, you know, I want to say every wrestler, Dan Gable, uh, all, all these guys, even today, they all have a philosophy, right? And um, that philosophy should be built around something, right? Because and I could do, I should do this. Here's my tough spots, and see right there, you you made it up. You said if you. If you the guy was famous or something, you were kind of, and, and I I remember that way happening to me 
I, uh, one of my matches I shouldn't have lost, but um, uh, Western State had, uh, they were Division Two all along. They had, but they had, they were 100, 126 pounder, that's what it was, 100 weights. Uh, uh, he was, uh, second in, in line, uh, Greco, uh, of the United States. In fact, he, he was at the same camp that I was at. And I, 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 I the fact that uh, he wrestled and he beat me, he shouldn't have. Yeah. He came up a weight class, but I was worried about getting thrown. <laughs> yeah. So I, it, it cost me. It, so it's, you know, we're all human. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, and, and I, you know, I did get a lot better in college and I didn't realize how much better I had gotten until I went to K State and I was, uh, in line to be the assistant coach at Wamigo and it was down to me and one other guy and he ended up giving the job to the other guy. But I went to, I think I went to one practice. It was kind of a drive and whatever, but I went to one practice and wrestled with a guy that he, that he hired and he was a high school state champ and I won't say his name, but he was bigger than me. And we wrestled one time, and it was in front of that coach that had just hired him over me. And I kicked his ass all over the place. I mean, I was hitting duck unders. That was my favorite move that I learned in college was I always knew a duck under, but I learned a really good one in in college. And mainly it was just from watching Chris Dupree. Do you remember that guy? I do. Oh, man. Unbelievable. You talk about a talented dude. And I would just watch the way he would hit that duck under, and he could do it on anybody. And I just started mimicking it, and now I can hit that on pretty much anybody. Well, you know, and uh, and I also learned a hell of a headlock from you, because I, I was always good at a headlock, just from the time I was seven. I mean, if you tied up with me, I was going to headlock you. And you taught me one, and it was so easy, and no matter how old or fat or out of shape I get, I think I will still be able to throw just about anybody in that headlock if I have to defend myself. <laughs> if you had faith, because... If you have faith in, in, your, in your, you're leading with, you're actually leading with your hips. Yeah. And the thing, you know, and uh, yeah, and you know, you know, um, I, I picked that up from um, uh, Randy Bob Roark. Oh yeah. Randy Bob, Randy Bob Roark, uh, in a match, didn't it? Uh, back in the regionals, we only qualified one person a lot of times, so. He was getting he was getting hammered, um, pretty good. I, mean, I think it was like six to two. And he told me he, there was a little break in there, and he came. And he goes, "Watch me!" And he hit that right in front of me, and he headed down there. He's looking at me. He goes, I "Told you." He's talking to me. I'm like, "Dang!" And, <laughs> and so yeah, I showed that. And and you and you know you're right. That that's hard to stop. Yeah, it's. It gives you confidence, especially the first time. Especially the first time, if somebody hasn't wrestled you, all you do is trap that arm to your chest and take them for a ride, and it's all right here. It's not in the head at all. It's just right here. Exactly. Yeah, and I I could hit that thing on just about anybody. I don't know if you remember Tim Krieger, but he was one of our 190 pounders. Yeah, I do. I remember. I think I threw him in that like 12 times in a row from both sides. Boom, 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 and he would stand up. He'd go, "Damn it, Gator, that headlock." <laughs> He was tying to me, and I'd do it again. And he was like, I can't stop it. And he kept trying to come after me, and I just kept doing it to him. And uh, I, I got into a fight in my 20s, and I, I threw this kid in a, in a headlock. 
<laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I know that I can defend myself with that if I have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> so the, and the thing about it is, is like, remember, we've got to talk about Dupree. You, did, was you there at the time when they were he and Robbie Blay wrestled? And nobody, hey, they were like two ghosts. Uh, you remember Bob, uh, Robbie Blay? Oh, yeah. He was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, they was like, they were. They they were actually upper level. They were Division One guys who who just you know didn't train much and yeah. Wow, just <laughs> same with Mike I Silsby. See them wrestle. Remember Mike Silsby? That guy should have wrestled Division One yeah. somewhere. He was a freaking beast. And man, if if he had done some other things differently off the mat, there ain't no right. telling how good he could have been. Um, you know, it's funny, it's been a long time, so I can tell you this story now, but I don't know if you remember Joel Bailey and me and Lucas Fortney and Michael Cresswell lived in a in that big house across from Fast Trip? Yes. And, uh, well, anyway, we were having, it wasn't during wrestling season, but we were having a little bit of a party over there one time, and there was beer, and I think some, some townies were there, and they somebody somebody had fired up weed, and... So there was things going on in there, and <laughs> and you were at Fast Trip, and right after some kid had, had lit this joint, we were like, hey, man, <laughs> don't be smoking that in here. And then you were across the street, and you came across and put some pancake tickets to some pancake feed in our mailbox, and we, uh, you remember, you know how big Lucas is? Yeah, I well, he, He's standing there, and he goes... Coach T's coming. Coach T's coming. <laughs> I remember doing that. And, and we spread in that house. I mean, everybody hid somewhere, and we were just terrified. And even now, telling you the story, I'm afraid you're going to make me do one of those workouts that you made us do when we got in trouble for something. I, I remember one time you caught us. You you came to some party that a bunch of us were at, and and like peeked through the window and saw who all was there. And after practice, you made us do some kind of. Anybody that you saw at that party, you made us do this, uh, like, cardio thing. But it was, like, 10 or 15 minutes of just just up, down, up, down, you know, monkey rolls. Just boom, 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 boom. For, for like, I mean, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> you know, you know, you, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm cognizant of the fact that I was been that age. Uh, yeah. Uh, and most of this didn't happen during season. This yeah. is this is our extremities. Yeah. And, and the toughest time for athletes, I, I discovered, is the first two weeks of school and the last two weeks of school. Yeah. And when everything gets kind of really crazy, uh, you know, most most guys they 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 may not do be as committed as some guys are. Let I me mean, you know I'm healthy. You know I never. Drink this, read that, or whatever. But if it, I had to make some drives around, I, it was, and I've had some crazy way back in the day. That's pretty crazy guys. In fact, <laughs> they threw me in a swimming pool. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, these guys did, and I was fighting them way whole way. And there's a bunch of them got me, and tossed me. And then they went and tossed my wife in. Oh, and my God. That's when they fell broke. Yeah, I bet. She took me back up in a lawn chair and threw it in. I go, what are you guys doing? Yeah. 
Yeah, mm. you you were a very nice man, and you were always pretty calm and everything. But every now and again, you would lose your temper, and it was scary. I mean, you were a scary dude when you got pissed off. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you got well. You know, you're dealing with guys, young men, hot blooded. You know, you, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's pretty tough. And I always say this: uh, leadership. You have to think about it. the junior college. Your leaders if you have them, are only 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in a four-year school, you got those guys, some guys, some of them are at 23. I mean, they're man, I mean, you know. Yeah. Basically, it could be 19 years old. You think about it, 17 to 18, yeah. 19. And it's, so things were crazy. I mean, uh, we, had, we had good guys there that kind of were leaders. Oh, yeah. I think on your teams was a leader. Uh, Renfro was definitely one. He came along my uh, my sophomore year. Um, and, and looking back on it, I, I sure wish I would have hung out with uh, Joey Renfro and Brandon Terry and those guys, um, guys that weren't that were more serious about it. You know, I, I hung out with some some guys sometimes that that didn't do the things they should have been doing, and and I take responsibility for that. But if I could do it over again, there's definitely some things I would do over. Um, but that's part of life, and and I tell people all the time, any regret I have about anything in my life, uh, I have to look at it like if I had done anything different, and that anything, my son might not be here, and I might have a son, oh, but he wouldn't. By the way, boy, he's a, that's a cute kid you got there. Thanks. He's, he is really, he's looking good. And how old is he now? Is he a year? Is no, he he's know? he's uh, 20 months, so in four months he'll be two years okay. old. Me too. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, and he's uh up fast. Yeah. I didn't I didn't you know, I had always heard about having kids and how it's like watching someone else run around it's like watching someone else it's like watching your heart run around in somebody else's body. I had heard somebody say that and now I get it. And especially with the world going the way it is, it you know, it scares me, but somebody told me that you just have to you can't prepare the path for your kid, but you can prepare them for the path, whatever that path may be. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 See, so you make a great coach. You've got all these sayings in there. That, <laughs> that's, that's what coaches do. You know, you got, you know, it's like take care of business, right? Yeah. You know, or some, you got to have a, you know, don't mess with the bird or you get the beat. Yeah. Right? Or, <clears throat> there's all kinds of things. And that's right. You're right. Yeah. It's, and you just hope. I've always, I've always. If you, if you set your ideals, not your interests, but your ideals, your principles, and even if he goes crazy for a while, he's gonna come back. Yeah, he's gonna come back to it because maturity. All of a sudden, and it usually is whenever he starts having children. He yeah, goes like, uh, oh, you know, I know exactly what that my son's doing. Huh? Yeah, with, with that girl in the bedroom in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had some issues with my with my dad for a long time, and and once I had my kid, uh, something changed in me, and I just didn't, I just didn't want to be mad at him anymore, you know, and and I haven't been ever since I made that decision, and uh, you know, life is too short to to not, you know, that's why it's heartbreaking to watch all these people fighting and losing friendships and stuff. I'm like, we we're all in this together, and we're not that far apart if you really. If you really think about it, you know, we all want the same things. And uh, 
So on Facebook, on Facebook, I, I love Facebook, but sometimes the it, you know they, it's most almost mostly political stuff. Yeah, you know political stuff. You you can't can't. I'm a, I'm a conservative. My wife's a full blown Democrat, and, and I used to be a Democrat, but I've switched over for several reasons. But to get all nasty about it, I mean, you're going like, what, what the hell is that? What does that prove? Anything yeah. doesn't prove anything. Lately, uh, whenever anybody disagrees with me, uh, I just try to be as polite as I can to them. And it's amazing how quickly that takes the venom out of how pissed off they are at you. When you're just nice back to them, all of a sudden they realize like, oh, he's not trying to be a jerk. He just has a different opinion, you know? Um, so, you know, as a Christian, that's what we're supposed to do. And it, it's easier said than done sometimes, but oh, yeah. you know, that, that's, that's all you can do when it comes down to it. So, um, I won't keep you on here all day. I've got to go pick up my boy, but, uh, do you have any, yeah. par- do you have any parting wisdom for us? Oh, let me see. Something that you'll that remember for all your rest of your life. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I tell you this. One of the things I say, ever did this. Now, you know, um, I married the right woman. You know, I was lucky. I was I was gone a lot. I, I married the right woman. And, and life is good because of that. Everything extends out from that. Yeah. Um, we... we uh, there's 51 years um, in June. Awesome. And uh, and but I would say, um, your you know family life, like you just like you said, like you're anger with your dad, uh, is the issues. Now that you've looked and seen this, and the road you travel down, you're traveling down the road, right? This this is a road of life. You're you're 45 years old, and. Uh, I, I, I wish I was 45. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, but anyway, 45 years old, and, and look at this. you got this young, beautiful son that, that you got hope experiences for. And uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm pleased. You know, I, and I see you a lot. I'm on uh, Facebook. I follow you, and you're, you're still doing some comedy stuff, aren't you? Well, I, you know, it slowed way down because of what's going on, but I, I was oh, I, I worked in June, and I'm supposed to go to Canada, Canada in September, but we'll see how that works out. But, you know, I, I've been doing some other things, too, uh, trying to build up my YouTube channel and all that stuff, and, and I've enjoyed the time with my son. Um, but, yeah, I'll never... I've been doing it for a living for 20 years, so even if I complain about it, I don't see myself ever doing anything else. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I never. I was thinking when we just does it. I don't, you know, uh, most of comedians they're wisecrackers, and you know, you whatever. But I said, I, I'm just going like I. I know you, you know you you seem to be happy, but I never experienced. But I have talked. I think my daughter is with one of yours, and somebody else, and they go, "Oh, he's hilarious. He's hilarious." And I'm going. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I doubted, doubted that you weren't funny. <laughs> yeah, well, I was kind of, a, I was kind of a quiet person, and I, I still am for the most part. You know, I mean, I get in my moods where I, I you know, whatever. But um, yeah, a lot of people have said that. You know, they're like, I'll tell them what I do for a living, and they're like, really? You know, like, you know, but they don't. They think well, I'm just yeah, really. I mean, 
especially stand up. I don't know how you do it. I yeah, mean, I, I can talk about almost anything publicly. I've done it. Uh, you know, speaking of banquets, in fact, I just made I got an award and spoke to the graduates of last year of the LCC. And of course, I told them I said, I want to share this little story with you. My senior year, my grades wasn't really good. I was average student uh, at that time. But anyway, uh, I, I walked in this class, and it was an English class, okay? And everybody in the class, I noticed they were about top 25. Now, I'm going, why in the world am I doing in this class? Because, you know, I mean, and this is out of a pretty good-sized school. So I mean, we had 500-something in my senior class. And I'm so I'm in there with all of them, and... The teacher calls me up uh, at nine weeks, and Mrs. Price, I think was her name, and she said, uh, Cody, um, you might want to step out of this class and go to another regular English class. And I said, uh, was a, I, I, I want to get a wrestler's car. I don't want to flunk. And she said, oh, you're not flunking. And I said, I, I don't even want a D. She said, no, you... Uh, you don't, you don't even have a D. You, you've got an average of 79. <laughs> and and I, she said, but it's the lowest grade in class. And I go, I mean, I made C's in regular English. Now I'm making C in advancing this class. <laughs> and, so, and then later on, she said, she, at the end of it, she said, you know, you were the best C student I ever had. Nice. And I go, well, is, it, is, that a, is that a making fun of me or is that a compliment? <laughs> Best I think it was a compliment. <laughs> what I did was I, I write really well, but I, my spelling was in my sentence structure and you know that kind of thing. Yeah. So this, she was going like, "I'm gonna give you a break, man." I said, "I made the same every English class I ever took." So yeah, you know I'm a pretty decent writer now, and and the the biggest reason that I am is because of. Uh, a teacher that I had at Labette in composition class, Ricky Fambro. Do you remember her? Ricky Fambro. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm, in, I'm friends with her online. Okay. Well, please tell her I said hello because I, I think the world of her and she has no idea how much she helped me. Now when right. I write something, I go through it and I used to give a paper to her that I was so proud of and she'd give it back and she had a line through every word that I didn't need, that didn't need to be there. And it, I was at first, I'd be like, "Damn!" But now that's how I write. I'm like, "You don't. If you can say something," and she taught me that if you can say something in nine words instead of thirteen, do that every time, and eventually you'll have a super tight thing. And now I don't, I, I don't think she teaches anymore. But she said that she used my one of my papers as an example for years after that, and so that was a huge compliment for me. And and she was a super great lady. So oh, please, I. I, I... She's, I think they're in North Carolina. Okay. So they moved out there. Uh, she married another guy, uh, Bob Warford, uh, who was uh, at that time. They're both single people. Okay. And she was not married. And so they, they moved out there. And I just ran back into them about a month ago. I okay. made contact with them. And, then, and I will. I'll tell her. You know, you know, people love that. One of these days, somebody will be telling you, They'll come up there. It's kind of embarrassing, but I do know that she will, she'll enjoy hearing that. Yeah. And because uh, and that's what we're, we're, that's what we are. We want to, 
you know, like I said, wrestling isn't it. Well, I tell you, here's what the kids, kids come in and there and come to my office and they sit down and they say, uh, Coach, wrestling's not fun anymore. And I go, you're a dumbass. Wrestling was never fun. I said, get down on that carpet. Let me get your wrist. and run a power hat. And when you tell me when, when you start having fun, right? I mean, really, I'm so I'm angry. I'm going like, and so I said, no. I said, now, if we switched, you'd probably like him. You'd, you'd have a big time. Well, yeah. it is. You're just not tough enough to hang in and take the hits. You got to take the hits. Yeah. And so, and I said, wrestling isn't fun. It's an addiction. Yeah. You're addicted to it. Yeah. Right? You can see in your mind, you can still see that headlock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's there. It's ready to spring in case somebody was rude to you. Just... All right, everybody. That was the one and only Jody Thompson. Uh, great man. Really enjoyed talking to him. I'm not going to lie to you guys. The very end of that podcast, at least the audio portion, got cut off. If you want to see the very end of the interview, you can go to YouTube and check that out. But I had a little bit of technical difficulty. With the audio portion of it, it's kind of a long story that uh, nobody wants to hear, but it was only about two minutes that got cut off, but uh, I really enjoyed talking to him. I was sitting there the whole time trying to remember what my record was my freshman year. I think I had a similar record. I think I was like 11 and 6 my freshman year, and uh, I definitely have regrets about things, but I learned a lot and I made a lot of good friends at Labette and uh, got a lot better at wrestling and... Like I said, made some lifelong friends. So I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. Um, as always, go to makingithappen.com, M-A-C-A-N, ithappen.com. Please subscribe to my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Tim Gaither, G-A-I-T-H-E-R. And I'm going to be doing a lot more of these wrestling podcasts. I've got Jeff Prescott coming up, and I'm going to be talking to Chad Zapoodle soon. Chad Zapatel, I'm honestly not sure how to say his last name. Should probably figure that out before I do the podcast. But uh, three-time runner-up from uh, Iowa, coached by Dan Gable, wrestled some just absolute studs back in the day. So I'm really looking forward to talking to those guys. Jeff Prescott was a two-time NCAA champion and uh, pretty interesting dude from what I've seen on Facebook. And uh, yeah, it's really cool that I get to do these things. And uh, I'm also going to be doing some other podcasts about my my opinions about some things that have been going on. I've been quiet about a lot of things, but. Uh, it's it's getting crazy out there, so there's some things I need to talk about. Uh, thanks, you guys, for the support very much, and uh, God bless all of you. Take care. Bye.